Hello everyone there. My voice might sound a little different, to say the least. Um, it's of course, it's your boy, Jamar Burke, AKA the sophisticated black man, uh, recording live somewhat uh, from my apartment now. And I also now have actual podcast recording equipment. That's right. Uh, I have this is an unofficial sponsor of the show. Um, Blue by Yeti microphones. Uh, it's a Logitech-ish company, I guess, or I guess sponsored by, owned by Logitech, whatever. Um, but they make some of the most premier microphones in the game. Uh, as all of you know, I recorded the last two episodes on a Blue by Yeti microphone when I was dog sitting over at the uh, Hoberic's house last month and I almost stole Paul's mic but now that I have afforded my own I now have my own blue by Yeti microphone and I also have a pair of great great studio headphones that allow me to actually hear myself talk instead of my usual SteelSeries Arctis 9X uh, gaming headphones but now instead of me sounding like you know garbled hot garbage I sound more crisp uh, sound a little bit more like you can actually hear me instead of some of you guys out there my biggest fans and supporters saying that you can't hear me because I sound like hot dog water that's not a true accurate statement but that's you know what I think and I also have this nifty little mic cover on here because I tend to spit a little bit when I record um, but now that's no longer a problem because my microphone is covered up and now I sound very crisp and clean, very ASMR. -y. Who knows? Might do a little ASMR here in the future. Now that I'm off my little tangent, uh, thanks to the unofficial sponsor of the show, uh, Blue by Yeti Microphones. Hey there, I'm back. Uh, it's been a month. Uh, shout out to Kyle for uh, again keeping tabs on me as far as when these episodes come out. Um, just because you know life's been a little busy with you know everything that's been going on of course i'm gonna dive into that a little bit um but of course it wouldn't be an episode without talking about today's topic oh and of course this is gonna be a double uh, header episode because i like to punish myself now um this episode is in regards to your boy um is now on rover so for all my people my south carolinians that live in the greenville spartanburg pickens anderson oconee county areas or if i happen to be near the lower state whether you're in myrtle beach charleston berkeley any of those other counties um come help support your boy on rover because he needs it he needs the money but also i want to you know, dogs that your dog goes when you're away because I'm a man that loves pets. Um, so this this week's uh, at least this episode's theme is pets. That's right, all pets of all shapes and sizes. I'm talking about dogs, I'm talking about cat cats, I'm talking about mice, mice, mouses, rats, gerbils, tortoises, turtles, any type of wild animal that can be domesticated that even includes wolves we're talking about it on this week's episode about how the black culture has had a bit of a negative stigma 
at least when it comes to dog ownership. And I talk about uh, my little pups that I had in the past and, you know, what's, I guess, preventing me from getting some in the future, at least in the near future. Um, most of it is financially wise. But other than that, I would love to have my own little doggo, you know. But enough about the tangent of what I said about five minutes earlier. Let's get into this week's episode. Um, side note. I re-recorded my ad sponsorship for all my episodes. So again, it sounds crispier now, better than anything else. And I may start setting up subscription services. Now, I know what you guys are thinking. Jamar, we're living in a world full of subscription services. Why in the world would you do this? Simply put, your boy's got to make some money. Okay. He needs that supplemental income. Supplemental income means I get to get all the good stuff, okay? I get to get everything that I need or don't need. So, support your boy out. Now, it won't be anything outrageous, okay? If you pay $20 plus for your Netflix subscription or $14 for your Disney Plus bundle, you, you can do $4.99 a month and get all the content that you need. But, again, I don't record as often as I should. But now that I have the equipment too, might do five nine, might do four ninety nine a month, or just to keep it simple, a dollar a month. You know, you get a dollar an episode. So that's just something I'm gonna do. I'll add on to it. You guys, let me know what you think and all my socials, so forth and so on. But now back on the topic. So pets, 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 pets. Since really the dawn of time pets have been let's just say they were once wild animals again the definition of a pet really is is a an animal animal insect reptile an amphibian um a mammal uh a bird of some sort that was once wild somewhere down there you know genealogy but now has become domesticated by man and so we've domesticated a lot of animals on this planet to have as pets. Now, having a pet has very has some very beneficial, you know, things with it. Um, one, if you do not have a human child, that's something you get to come home to every day because it's from based off of my friends that have had children, it's less of I guess cleaning up wise because or taking care of now I say that taking care of a human child is no easy feat but it's as less a maintenance as taking care of a dog I think I could be wrong um, because of course with childcare costs and everything else that that factors in with a human child with a dog or any type of pet really there's no really type of maintenance there. Cats are a prime example of this where cats maintain themselves. You know, you just have to be up to date with their rabies shots and all of that stuff. But cats, cats have zero maintenance required. They maintenance themselves. This is why, as often depicted in, in history, is cats have been, you know, seen with the pharaohs. Some cats have even been buried with their pharaohs. Um, 
and cats are just an extraordinary bunch they're a domesticated wild animal derived from many walks of life um i can't remember the exact lineage of where cats come from but you know you just look at lions tigers you know that that that's the lineage of feline now there have been instances of course where lions and tigers have been domesticated wild ones at that um but the other times not so much you know because we as humans we like to intervene and shit for no particular reason it's just our it's it's just our bag baby so at least with lions and tigers there's been attempts some of them have been successful some have been hmm, a little unsuccessful but we've domesticated them nonetheless and that's where a lot of you know smaller house cats come from now tabbies and swords but everybody everybody knows it's not about the cats if I had to take a survey of the majority of Americans that prefer dogs to cats, the numbers would probably be four to one. And mind you, there's 350 million Americans. Okay. So you do the math there. I'd say about 80 to 85% of the U.S. population, maybe the human population, could be wrong, prefers dogs over cats. I'll tell you exactly why dogs. All right. Throughout history, dogs have been proven to be in man's best friend. Dogs have literally been with man since the really the beginning of civilization, beginning of humanity, um, as depicted in old cave markings and such. You see pictures of what a dog is essentially its lineage is connected to, and that's the wolf. Okay, a lot of what dogs share in similarity to wolves is still being shared today from 50,000 BC or whenever humans started really it's like 100,000 BC whenever civilization first came around you know wolves were could be trained to be domesticated and so when that occurred you know cavemen cavewomen hunter gatherers all those sorts were able to successfully domesticate wolves and they became man's best friend because you were able to train that wolf to hunt to defend um you know the earliest version of sit stay good boy or good girl and so that's when man's best friend evolved over time you know went from wolves into other breeds of dog um, you know, to hunting breeds, you know, shipper or sheep herdering breeds, herder breeds, um, and then those solely those that are bred for protection, and then some of those just mainly cosmetic. All of those are included in that lineage because dogs came from essentially one lineage, and then all of that lineage just kind of went off into their separate branches, and that's what we have today as far as doggos. Um, I've, you know, again, I, your boy's on Rover. Um, so I'll explain a little bit more about that, um, towards the end of the show, in this episode at least. And so, you know, it's just wild to think that after millions of years, 
Um, this is where doggos, this is where humanity is. We're evolving so much with these animals alongside of us. And not only the fact that it's cats and dogs, okay? Even the most, and even some of the most, even most of the animals that you wouldn't even think about that have an impact on humanity are can be domesticated as pets. Birds, for a fucking example, okay? A parakeet, a parrot, a cockatoo, a cock or two. Um, what else? Falcons, owls, um, eagles even, a little bit. Hawks. Most of those are prey birds. I mean, the last three that I named are prey birds. And they can be domesticated as as house pets. It's wild. Pigeons, even pigeons. Here's a fun fact that not a lot of people know. But did you guys know that pigeons were used in World War One and World War II? Carrier pigeons. They were trained specifically to carry messages from, say someone in the trenches world war one or you know a battalion a regiment whomever is stuck in a certain place where they can't call any radio in because radio may be busted radio comms are not working properly so forth and so on well they would use obviously a carrier pigeon and they would write a little message take that carrier pigeon and without even telling them because again there's there was an extensive training period for carrier pigeons for them to just fucking deliver the message because these carrier pigeons had to know exactly where to go you know who to hand it to what to do if they were caught which most of the time they weren't even caught that's the amazing thing about it people want to shit on carrier pigeons but they're some of the smartest fucking birds ever like no shit there's a lot of animals there's a lot of pets but mainly a lot of animals that you know humanity has shit on that are incredibly smart for what they are pigs are prime prime example people just think that pigs are for consumption no pigs are actually smart as shit okay pigs are boars that's a different story they're they're from the same i don't paul might correct me on this when he hears this episode they might be from the same lineage but two different classifications because our pig is just kind of, you know, a pot belly pig, what we know, consumption. A boar, it's coming from the same lineage, but again, it has a different classification as a pot belly pig. Um, I think Paul might correct me on that, but that's fine. Or if there's any animal veterinary scientists out there, and especially if you specialize in whatever the scientific classification for swine are. Please let me know because your boy's going in dumb as shit. But regardless, pigs are prime example of some of the smartest animals, domesticated pets even. I think second behind there is like certain species of birds in which the carrier pigeon is like number one because they strategically, especially in some battles in World War One and Two, helped save a lot of lives. People want to shit on carrier pigeons. They're probably smarter than at least... 33% of the human population. All right. Same thing with rats. People want to shit on rats. Some of the smartest animals on the fucking planet. You know, creatures, I should say, on the planet. Um, so there's a lot of smart creatures 
lot of smart animals out there that can be domesticated as pets. Horses, again, same with dogs and cats. Over time, as humanity has become more and more civilized, we'd be able we've been able to domesticate other, you know, species of of the animal kingdom. Um, mostly land. Uh, now when I talk when when I talk about sea creatures here a little bit sea animals it's a different story it's a little hard to tame um domesticate a sea animal but land animals especially you know everybody has a pet tortoise or a pet turtle um pet fish you know pet octopus or octopi um crabs if you want to have a pet lobster you can um pet snakes although probably not a king cobra or copperhead um they're all ball pythons but not anacondas because those things can grow um pet alligators now that is a thing that's become more of a common thing um now trying to get a gigantic size alligator to be a pet when it's an adult that's, that's a bit of a risk i'm not gonna lie hate to i'm gonna break it to you chief that's a bit of a risk but you know, if you kind of get that crocodile um, at a at a baby at a stage where it's kind of just a small one, um, whether it's a crocodile or an alligator, and domesticated as as best you can, well enough to where you know it responds well to human touch. Um, it knows when it's happy, when it's sad. Um, and it turns off that aggression in their brain because that's how most animals operate is that defensive or not, you know, there's an aggression. Um, there's a lot of animals that just have that natural aggressive tendency. The saltwater Nile crocodile is one of them. They don't give a fuck whether you're a human or not and whether you're invading them or not. They will just bite your ass to bite you and fucking eat you to eat you. That's an example of something that can never be domesticated as a pet. A saltwater crocodile. Or a Nile crocodile, even. Um, because their their instinct is just aggression, aggression, aggression. It doesn't matter if friend or foe. Um, their their point is to fucking kill. Um, and so that's, that's what they do. But, again, there are some of the, the crocodile crocodile family that can be domesticated such as some alligators um, as long as you keep them on a leash because some states do require leash laws with the majority of pets that you have dogs primary suspects that need to be leashed um, I have some people knew some people that work work with dogs of course and that's kind of the big things that they teach is always leashing make sure your dog's on a leash um and that's a big thing, especially if you're going out in a public place where your dog has been properly trained, um, you know, in, in response to factors such as seeing other dogs or seeing other people, how they react when they see those two things, um, noise, um, all that type of stuff. That's a big thing to teach when you get a puppy. Cats, you don't, they don't, I mean, if you want to leash your cat, you can do that. But again, cats have such a roaming nomadic tendency that you can have you can train a house cat you know or you can have a house cat that a cat that just goes around their elements outside they'll come in occasionally 
to you know to get fed and whatnot and then they'll just go back outside and then you just got house cats that primarily stay in the house they do not go outside you know they want they want to be inside with their humans being loved on and everything that's how it usually goes but other than that <clears throat> i think having pets or domesticating wild animals to have for human pleasure again it's been beneficial you know it releases dope i think to me it releases dopamine um that feel good serotonin that those feel good hormones um into your brain because who in the ever everlastingness doesn't like to pet a dog you know who doesn't like to you know kind of rub a little 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 putty little putty cat you know who doesn't like to stroke the the mane or the the hair on a horse you know a cows fucking cows who doesn't love cows you know they're not just good for eating but shit they are fantastic for um being pets cows are great um and that's and that's the best part about it so who doesn't love any of that if you don't you're a sadistic human being possibly um and you you need your humanity card checked so uh well we're gonna take our first commercial break um of this episode and when we come back of course i'm going to talk about my pet experiences which have been very limited but i do have you know pet care experience so enjoy this re-recorded ad by your boy um which of course is anchored by spotify so if today's the day that you want to decide to record whatever you want to hey uh sign up for anchor today download the app or just go to anchor.fm it's very simple and it's easy so and free and you get to earn money so we'll be right back and welcome back from hearing my newly upgraded seductive voice as i'm looking out right now outside my apartment window i'm recording this in my living room by the way uh it's drizzling a little bit it's a little bit raining um it was hot throughout most of the afternoon but now it is it's starting to rain a little bit which is much needed here in south carolina so now next segment this segment is talking about my experience with pets mainly doggos um and talking about what i want future wise in terms of you know pets i would like pets i enjoy pets um i am a pet person i love animals for the most part now when it comes to insects that's a totally different story um some insects deserve to die and i've learned that some have their instincts you know some do serve a purpose on earth of what they should do and some don't just like i know from experience that a king snake or a rat snake is a non-venomous snake and its purpose is to literally eat rats and other snake because some other snakes such as you know copperheads can fuck your shit up if they bite you and you don't get certain anti-venom in time because copperheads are poisonous as fuck Oh, now it's really coming down, ladies and gentlemen. So, (laughs) 
I love it. Anyway, um, I love all types of pets. Um, growing up, of course, I very faintly remember my my family, my mom and dad. We owned a dog. We had a black lab because I remember seeing him and playing with him a little bit. Um, and then it ran away. Now, mind you, where I was living at the time, um, it was bound to happen because my my old house, which is where my mom and my brother currently stay, there weren't really any fences other than one that kind of separates the backyard and the front yard. Our front yard wasn't big. Our front yard just pointed out to the highway. Most of you guys can probably, you know, take a conclusion from there what happened and um yeah he, i say he got lost he he probably got hit by a car I hate hate the person bubbles out there um so but i remember he was a black lab um i do remember he was a black lab now the stigma that i was referring to earlier okay is that black people can only own usually one or two breeds of dogs just one or two and it's usually a pit bull which isn't really a breed mind you it's it's a mixture of other breeds okay it could be a american stafford terrier um a bulldog a boxer a pit bull is not a breed okay it's just a mixture of all different types of breeds that it shares similarities with mainly the american stratford terrier okay that it's what it closely resembles is that it's a stratford terrier pitbull isn't its own breed people but you know hollywood music videos video well some video games not a lot of, not all video games actually but rottweilers are definitely associated with with black culture because those are seen as the aggressive dogs like a Rottweiler and a pit bull are seen as aggressive dogs, according to media, at least when it, in terms of black culture. And to me, that doesn't it doesn't make a, a, monochrom, a monochrom of sense because any dog can be aggressive. You know, it doesn't have to be a pit bull, American Stafford Terrier, a Rottweiler. It could be a German Shepherd. It could be golden retriever. It could be a golden labradoodle or a labrador labrador retriever, which have known to be some of the most aggressive breeds, especially a lab retriever. Not making this up. Literally science. Um, huskies, Siberian huskies, especially. I know one. She's an aggressive bitch, but she's also old. Uh, and so the stigma that rottweilers and pit bulls fit the black culture wherever black culture well because they're seen as aggressive dogs when some pit bulls that i've interacted with are some of the nicest fucking dogs i've ever met you know rottweilers if you ever seen them as puppies you would be like there's no fucking way now of course it's all up to how they're raised how they're trained and the type of owner that they have that determines their aggressiveness some breeds are naturally aggressive but again that can be maintained properly with proper training with literally everything in life 
But to say that Pitbulls, Rottweilers, and Dobermans. I know a guy, shout out to Kyle Roy, who owns he owns several Dobermans. Dobermans are some of the some of the most uh, I guess protective dogs by nature. But if they're trained properly, then they're perfectly fine. That's the thing people don't get. It's all about training when it comes to pets and dogs in general. Um, so the stigma that black people can only own pit bulls and Rottweilers because they're aggressive is a bunch of bullshit. I've seen plenty of black couples that had golden doodles. How they afforded golden doodles, I don't know. To me, golden doodles, any type of doodle, really. I don't know much purpose of doodles, the doodle breed, whether it's a golden doodle or a regular doodle. I don't know the purpose of that breed, but would I ever own one? Absolutely not. I, th I think of a golden doodle as kind of a Gucci dog. It, they're expensive to maintain and upkeep. They're kind of like that Ferrari that you have. It's nice to have, but it's a lot to maintain and upkeep. You know, you can't drive a Ferrari like it's an everyday car because Ferrari products are expensive. You ever try to get an oil change on a Ferrari? It's expensive. Spark plugs on a Ferrari? Expensive. Even a Lamborghini, a Rolls Royce, any luxury type of car, it's going to be expensive to, you know, maintain and upkeep. So I will always go for the American standard. Um, you know, Golden Retriever, it's a great dog to have. Smart, one of the smartest dog breeds out there. Um, can be trained to be, you know, a protector, but also lobo at the same time. That's the, I'd say that's the majority of dog breeds. They can be trained, proper training. They can be trained to be great, you know, protectors, but also know, you know, maintain personal boundaries. Same for, um, you know, Dobermans, German Shepherds, Australian Shepherds, um, Australian Cattle Shepherds. I'm trying to think of so many off the top of my head right now. Um, you know, a lot, especially a lot of those dogs that were bred for herding can be trained right domestically to, you know, coincide with humanity it's just all about the proper training now of course there are some dog breeds that are well they're made perfectly for humanity that are made perfect for man y'all know which ones i'm about to fucking talk about if you don't well get your big boy pants on get your bike suit on because let me tell you about the dog breeds that i myself would i want to own one day i will own them are English Bulldogs, if you've seen them fuckers as puppies, you will definitely understand why I'm saying English Bulldogs. Not the Frenchy ones, alright? Some Frenchy Bulldogs can be little shits, okay? I'm talking about English fucking Bulldogs. The slobbery, sons of guns, so cute, okay? They, they're some of the cutest damn puppies ever. Um, and then once they get to their full size, some are goofy looking, some have that underbite, and they're just so fucking cute. 
you, you know, weight's an issue thing. They're not they're not built to live long, but some have lived their life expect live longer than their life expectancy age. You know, and that's just the thing. Corgis now, corgis can also be little shits, um, but there are two types of corgis. There's a Pemberton kind, and then there's a Welsh kind. Welsh kind. The Welsh kind is the one I'm referring to that are fucking cute. Um, shout out to Jethro and I forgot the other fuck <laughs> I forgot the other um, Corgi's name that uh, Miss Donna Bullock has as her as her two dogs but Jethro that fuck I love that I love that guy I, if that man had kids I would immediately ask Donna for one of his puppies and he would be my fucking dog forever um, because I'm a dog person Spoilers, ladies. Sorry. I know there's some of you cat ladies out there. Cat, you know, forever cat ladies. Please don't be upset that I called you forever cat ladies. But I'm a dog man. Now, that doesn't mean I hate cats, but I just prefer dogs over cats. Um, And I, I had a joke that I was going to say there, but I'm going to, I mean, I've cursed a little bit this episode, but let's, we'll, we'll keep it a little, <laughs> we'll keep it a little classy here. I'll avoid that joke for another day. Um, but I, I, I like dogs. Um, I'll tell you the dogs I would, I would like to own in the future here. Um, I would like to have, obviously, an English bulldog. Okay. My, I guess, my way of things is that I like to be low maintenance and I want my dog to be low maintenance, but I also, whenever I want to be active, I want them to be active. So I need that type of breed. And there are several breeds out there that are low maintenance and can be active whenever you're active. And a bulldog is one of them. Um, so I want to get a bulldog. Um, for a while, I did want a type of shepherd, whether it's German, Austrian, um, Australian. Um, and that sorts, but now I kind of more moved away from them because they require a lot of high maintenance, um, such like that. So definitely a English bulldog. Um, what was I going to say? A corgi, a Welsh corgi, not a Pemberton, a Welsh. Although the Pemberton ones do look cute as fuck too. So a corgi in general, I don't give a damn. A Rottweiler, again, referring back to how Rottweiler puppies look some of the fucking cutest puppies on this planet I swear to god um Great Danes or a bull mastiff now you obviously have to have a some sort of large dog at some point in your life right and for me that's either a Great Dane or a bull mastiff now both of those dogs have very short life expectancies because there's a lot of illnesses and diseases that come with those two breeds it's because that's a large cattle breed you know they were made to either hunt or herd cattle you know they were made to do some type of work and then once they've done the work then that was the end of it so again that's that could be a you know a low maintenance um possibly high energy type of dog and I'd be okay with that because as long as I can domesticate them properly to be around kids and such then it won't be a problem so that's why having a great day in our bull mastiff is positive for me 
now that's that's the dog wise cat wise i mean if my wife um whomever wants to have a cat that's them um again cats have a sort of self-maintenance so they can do whatever the fuck they want um as long as it's not a little shit i don't have a problem with them um and that's to say not only just with cats but with dogs birds um thunder mouse meese mices rats um and horses because every animal can be a little shit at one point or another and that's perfectly a-okay now i can't i don't want to spend too much time on this subject or this segment talking about so i might wrap it up here a little bit i know i'm gonna wrap up a segment where i'm talking less than 20 minutes about i mean it's animals it's pets so let's talk about it really um but horses i enjoy horses too i had an i had an ex that i i used to kid with her that enjoyed cleaning horse penises and I'd always joke her about her with that. But now I understand. I myself, I'm never touching a horse's, horse's cock or their vagina. I will hire somebody to do that. Um, horse breeds, I don't particularly know a, a lot about horse breeds. I think I know a wild horse has several different breeds, like a must, a wild mustang. Um, I do know a fucking Clydesdale. Now, a Clydesdale is one that I absolutely would love to have you're probably thinking what the fuck would you do with a Clydesdale first of all those things are at least at least eight feet tall so you trying to mount an eight foot fucking Clydesdale is a task in and of its own secondly the upkeep and maintenance for those horses costs more than a lot of mortgages here's my thinking I don't care Okay. By the time I would own said Clydesdale, okay, at least in my thinking, I'd be on a fucking ranch or something. Or if I have neighbors, settle disputes that way. That Clydesdale now becomes my war horse. So if there's shit that I have to settle, guess what? I'm bringing out the Clydesdale. Okay. And third of all, their life expectancy and their purpose, yeah, it's not really known. We know Clydesdales as being, you know, the Budweiser Clydesdales. And then after that, they're sent away to some retirement home or something. So their purpose of Clydesdales is up for debate. But as long as they're having a good life and they're being maintained properly, I don't mind. Um, and so, yeah, that's that's as far as looking at future animals. Um, what I would want to have, what I would like to have. Um, and if my wife slash fiance slash girlfriend and if future disagrees with that, guess what? I will. 95% of the time choose the animals over you so take that how you would like to take it um well this is gonna wrap up this segment of course of this this part I guess not part one one of two double hitter episode talking about animals or pets I haven't thought of the title yet but I will um it's just kind of transitioning you know doing that so, of course, it's one more ad-sponsored break from Anchor by Podcast, by hmm, Anchor by Podcast, Anchor by Spotify. And after that, of course, it'll be the wrap-up. So stay tuned.
and we're back back doing the dl hughley shit y'all love it don't deny it and we're here to bring you know this episode's wrap up of course we were talking about animals being domesticated as pets and just how civilization has grown so much from domesticating very wild ass animals you know um and it's just something very special and just you know we've grown up alongside of them and that's just how it should be man grows up beside nature and then we've domesticated cats and we've domesticated um dogs horses turtles tortoises birds all types of amphibians mammals reptiles birds fish there's some thunder um y'all probably couldn't hear that though and so being able to do that as a civilization and as humanity kind of fucking impressive for all the dumb shit that we do it's been impressive so i enjoy it um now again of course this is my first episode recorded in a month a little over a month a month and a week uh the last one came out june 20th so shout out to everybody that has what has listened to both episodes that came out um i know one performed well than the other um of course uh, i'm a statistics guys statistic guy when it comes to this this shit um so obviously episode five regarding you know health journeys and health insurance uh wasn't a big hit and i completely understand that so but a lot of you guys really enjoyed the the SBM mental health checkup um and again that's the first it's a semi-annual so again my my focus is to do this twice a year um and you guys enjoyed it so much this time around that i'm gonna do it again towards the end of the year because when i did this it was the beginning of summer everything was looking all right it's looking nice everything and stuff like that so of course i will do it definitely towards the end of the year when winter comes around i had 16 total plays on that that's fucking amazing um that's fan fucking fantastic so i definitely enjoyed that very much um and now of course as the show progresses um i now have better recording equipment um headphones and stuff like that so now i feel even more motivated every weekend when i record these episodes they're going to be on saturdays um even when football season coming up which you know what that next episode is probably what i'm going to talk about a little bit diving in um and you know after i'm done coaching uh throughout the week then i'll have my saturdays to myself watching college football and coming up with a script and recording and leading into that of course there's another season of the blood sweat and hennessy fantasy football podcast uh myself um co-host sub-host with my boy antoine podilly um you know we're bringing it back for another year of fantasy football and this time this time Gonna, we're gonna have some we're gonna have some live video going that's right we we might do a video podcast with that with the blood sweat and hennessy podcast 
um so that's some things update wise um life life is decent um you know i've been grinding these past couple months trying to just stay afloat with money and everything else that's where you know i became a door dasher it's decent but it's putting some wear and tear on my car so which is why i'm introducing if some of you do not know there's a few of you that know which i hope you keep supporting what i'm doing as a rover uh, but i'm now officially on rover um where i can dog sit and do everything you know um some of the services i offer uh traveling services i can pretty much pet sit any pet of yours i can come to your house pet sit um i do house sittings which i think 35 a night is not terrible um especially if you're gone for the weekend or whatever or if you're gone for a week you know that's it's better than you spending what two to three hundred dollars at a boarding or whatever um and that's with me house sitting okay that's me staying your house all that stuff that's 35 per night i do drop in visits and that's only 15 dollars per visit um so if you need somebody to drop in on your cat dog whomever um it's 15 dollars per visit so if you think about it spend 15 dollars to the week that's only 75 dollars it's not terrible i don't think i mean if you guys disagree please feel free to let me know and i also do dog walking it's just 20 dollars a walk that's all it is and you know typically the dog the dog walks are about 30 minutes 30 minutes to an hour um and that's just much time i want to spend with your dog goes you know if you want me to spend more time of course i have additional dog rates and such as far as dog sitting or dog walking but everything else you know support me um as a rover guy because again i do love pets i do love animals surprisingly enough so if you would like me to you know dog sit um just find me on rover type in my name um it's under jamar b and book your service with me today let me know what you what you need done for the summer for the end of the summer going into you know labor day weekend is month and a half two months away um some of you might be going out and you might need somebody to to pet sit hey call your boy you know call your boy um now there would be some clients that have a priority over others but that doesn't mean i can't work around and help you know so definitely let me know if you're out of state or if you don't live anywhere close to me that's perfectly fine i can still do a dog sit as long as it's a house sitting um now there's going to be some extra rates um especially if it's a holiday type of thing like labor day weekend it's going to be a little bit more expensive because you know of course it's it's a labor day such like that so the best way to ask me to at least dog sit is um hey here's my code that you can use on rover.com uh it's rover.com slash sit slash jamar b and use this code jamar b zero two three eight four and uh you'll earn 20 percent or sorry 20 dollars off your first booking on rover so yeah help your boy out support his business support him rovering and um you know 
be cool with it. I'll be very appreciative. Um, but that wraps up this episode of the Sophisticated Black Man Podcast. I am Jamar Burke, your friendly hit neighborhood black man, the Sophisticated Black Man, and I'll see you when I'll see you. Peace out.